Welcome to Empowering Resilience. I'm your host, Rhonda Shortino, and I'm delighted that you're here today. Listen, you've survived 100% of the tough times that you've been through, and you're gonna survive every other thing that you ever have to go through. You know how I know? Because I've done it, and you're still breathing, and as long as you're breathing, you're capable of so much. There's so much potential inside of you, and the keys to your future success are found in everything that you've been through. This podcast is all about strategies for helping you convert your potential into your successful reality. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss a strategy. And let's jump into today's episode. This is the Empowering Resilience Podcast with your host, Rhonda Shortino, and I'm excited to have my special guest today, Aisha Brown. She is the author of six books, and the book we're going to talk about today is My God in My Grief. So Aisha, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Well, so tell us about yourself. Well, I uh, am, I live in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> I'm an author, a blogger, and an educator. I taught middle school for eight years and loved it. Oh, and you lived to tell about it. <laughs> I did, I did. Oh, and I loved it. I didn't think about teaching any other grade level, sixth through eighth grade. That's what I taught. <laughs> wow, bless your heart. <laughs> and yes, I have a master of education um, in K through 12 literacy. And in 2017, I actually started a nonprofit and it was teaching girls to write. And um, it's on a hiatus right now because I was actually um, having an after school program and I was in the school building and that was so great for me to be able to work with the girls. But when the pandemic hit, that kind of um, closed it down a little bit and I didn't want to put too much more on parents. So I just kind of said, I'll wait and see what happens next year. Yes. Yes. And I've written six books. Uh, Yes. My God and My Grief. That is the book that we're talking about. It's based on my life. And I've also written three Christian fiction books and two clean romance books. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, so you have been busy. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Wow. You're very prolific. So, so tell us about my God in my grief. So that's your story. So it sounds like, um, you are acquainted with grief. Yes, I am. And um, my God and my grief, it's based on my experience with infertility. I've been married for 16 years. My husband and I, we don't have any kids, but we love kids. Um, And when we got married, we planned to have kids. We knew that we were going to have two boys and a girl. (laughs) That was our plan. And um, things changed and we actually had two stillborn sons and five miscarriages. Yes. And it really, um, really threw me for a loop. I experienced anxiety and depression. Uh, I've been a Christian all my life. I was baptized when I was six. So I, I really struggled with that. And I didn't turn to God like I should have. I actually kind of turned away from him and just, I didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. And in that time, I 
I felt like I was turning away from God, but I was still holding on. And for about 10 years, I was in this depression and it was a doctor who actually told me you're depressed. And I laughed at him and I was like, I'm a happy person. I'm not depressed. And I ended up calling a licensed clinical social social worker that he told me to call. And when she answered the phone, I just broke down crying. And she was like, oh, we have to get you in right away. <laughs> so I was just like, where did that come from? I didn't even feel that way. And she did diagnose me uh, with a major depressive episode. So it was just, you know, just an episode that she said, but I really didn't understand that I was going through this experience and it would change my life for some time. And by 2017, I didn't want to leave the house. Um, I had an anxiety attack while I was driving. I didn't want to drive. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was just kind of just in the house. And at one point I remember crying out to God saying, I'm holding on by a thread, God, I'm holding on by a string. I need you to come get me. Yeah. And with that, I just felt like I was saying that over and over for several days. And I was just led to read my Bible. And once I started reading my Bible, I started reading um, scriptures that would encourage me. And it took me a little while, but I started journaling as well. And those things helped me to process my, my emotions, my feelings, those things that I was struggling with. And I felt like God actually came to me and rescued me from that, that darkness that I was in. Mm, wow. So today you feel differently. Do you, I do. you feel like you've, you've turned a corner? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is a story, my infertility story. I did not want to share it with anyone. I was embarrassed by it. Um, I just felt like I was a broken woman. I felt like I couldn't have kids. So there was something wrong with me. Uh, and in all of this, I felt like God nudged me to write this story. And as I wrote it, I started healing and I um, learned that God made me. So I'm good. I'm not broken. I am worth more than I could ever know. Yeah. And I also learned that he has plans for me. And with me telling my story, I can see that that is pulling me into a purpose that I didn't expect in my life. I just wanted to stay at home and be quiet. <laughs> so I just feel like he's pulling me in another direction. So, well, obviously, because <laughs> if you wanted to just stay home and be quiet, that's kind of the opposite of being on podcasts and writing a book and telling it everywhere. And I'm good for you for, for um, I mean, it can't have been comfortable. No, not to, at all. <laughs> you know, I find that when God has, uh, you know, I've experienced some of those things in my life where you almost feel like we're, you're in the birth canal oh, and yes. it's. It's tight and it's not comfortable and you don't want to be in there and there and you don't know what's on the other side and yeah. and uh but but you know when we when we just kind of relax yes and go with the flow and follow God yes at least in my life I mean he's certainly taken me places where I never would have imagined yes. you know that I'd be 
So, you know, I can kind of relate to what you're saying. So, so are you teaching now or where, where are you now with teaching? Right now I'm, I'm, I have been teaching in a homeschool kind of setting. I've been teaching zoom, but I'm also helping adults uh, write their own books and I'm encouraging them to tell their stories. And so that's <laughs> really big for me. So I'm, if I'm going to encourage someone to tell their story, I need to be telling my own story. <laughs> so, and I am truly finding empowerment in telling my story. So I want other people to feel that empowerment in telling their story. That's so important. I think I'm so glad that you said that Aisha, because I know that, um, I mean, I was 27 years old before I had ever told anybody that my parents left me and they didn't want me and they kept other, you know, my mother anyway, kept other kids. It was, it was me that she singled out that she didn't want. And uh, it's very shameful. Yeah. So I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell my best friend. I didn't tell anybody. And back then it was before the internet, you know, so you can, you can say, <laughs> oh, well, my mom's a movie star, you know, and she's off filming it. You know, I mean, you could just say anything and nobody could really check it back in those days, you know, right. but now, uh, you know, everything's pretty transparent and you can't do that. And that, that, um, that it's kind of a struggle yes to keep things inside yes to keep things private especially nowadays with the internet yes and um but really the struggle i think is when we aren't telling our story and actually like the opposite of it like i did for many many years that where you're like fighting it yes and, you know and you just want to keep it on uh hidden yes suppressed you don't want anybody to bring it up you don't because the idea of bringing it up and having it in the light of day and having somebody know and feeling that shame um and getting triggered by it and you know it's it's just so much work it is it is and just having those thoughts on replay that's one of the things that i talk about with journaling I, I feel that journaling helps me to stop that replay, the replaying of my thoughts because okay. yes. And if I get those thoughts out, that means I don't have to think about it anymore. It's on paper. It's out of my head. So that's one of the things that I like to make sure that I get it out. Even if I don't tell anyone, I write it and it's not just constantly there with me. I'm not holding on to it. Yes. Oh, that's really good. Yes. I heard from a mental health professional recently that when we hold on to our emotions and we think that we are in control and we are, you know, we've got it all together and we're just pressing through and we're doing our thing, but that what we're really doing is we're holding the, the toxin, the, you know, the literal, the chemicals that are around feelings of uh it, it's all negative but you know whether it's um shame anger hurt bitterness resentment all of that there's there's i mean i'm not a mental health professional so you know i'm just saying what i heard but right. it was really interesting to me to hear that there are toxins that yeah. accompany those things so when we don't tell our story, we're literally mm -hmm. holding on to poison. 
Yes, yes. I mean, really, I when you think that. about that, mm-hmm. how are you ever going to get over it? Right. If you're, right. you know, if, if I, if I have accidentally ingested, I don't know, some kind of a uh, poison, some kind of an, a pesticide that I didn't wash the lettuce and I ate a salad, you know, so I've ingested right. this pesticide. Yes. And I don't do what's necessary mm-hmm. to flush it out of my system. Absolutely. Drink water, whatever. But in this case, flushing it out of your system is getting it up out of there, whether it's writing, speaking, tell a friend, tell a therapist, right? If we don't, it's in there, it's in our cells, it's in our mind, it comes out in our emotions. And I know for me in those years that I didn't tell anybody, Mm -hmm. it didn't take very much to set me off. Right. To be just fine. Right. And, um, you know, I would hear, I remember one time that uh, I heard a song that, that was one of my mother's songs in in my little girl mind. Mm -hmm. The only time I had ever heard that song was it was playing on the little AM radio. My mother was singing along to it. So, you know, I only have to hear like, name that tune three bars you know I I mean I can hear the beginning of that song and I go right back to being a little girl and hearing my mother sing that song so hearing that and you are just right back there absolutely or or whatever it is for other people Mm -hmm. but what's so amazing is once we start telling the story it's like the emotion of it just yes Yes. Now I can hear that song and I can remember it. Yes. I don't instantly break out into, you know, the ugly cry. Yes. And I did. I used to be more <laughs> and nobody understood like what is going on because nobody else understood when that song came on the radio, you know, and I'm just melting down into a puddle mm-hmm. and it's nothing to anybody else, you know, so people don't understand the triggers yes. and how they were. Absolutely. I love that you're encouraging other people to write their stories and helping them to do that because how cathartic, how healing that has to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that it was truly healing for me. And I I mean, even some people may not want to tell their story, but I've helped uh, someone write a financial book and she was just so excited and she was so happy and now she's sharing it with other people and she continues to tell me about how it's helping other people so even with finances you know that's an amazing thing oh yeah I think everybody has their to me it's it's about the messages that have been entrusted by God to us absolutely and it's incumbent on us to share those messages. Absolutely. Whatever they are. So it's finance, it's recipes, it's, you know, whatever it is. Yes. No value judgment on it. You know, Absolutely. it's each individual has their own thing. So, oh my goodness, Aisha, I feel like I could just, we could just talk for <laughs> hours. But so uh, we're running out of time in our last little bit here. If somebody right now listening to this is going through a really hard thing and they're grieving the loss Mm -hmm. um 
And I'm thinking about, you know, not necessarily, it could be, it could be what you went through, Mm -hmm. but you know, a lot of people had it in their mind. So like your situation, you had it, you got married, you had it in your mind. This is how it's going to be this many girls, this many boys, you know what? Like you have a picture in your mind. A lot of us get a certain age and we go, oh, this is not how I thought it was supposed to go. Yes. Or this is not what I signed up for. Right. Right. What do you say to that person, right? Who's in that right now? I say seek God. I mean, that was truly what helped me was seeking God because I I wasn't reading my Bible, but the more that I read, the more that I journaled, the more that I prayed, I just felt like God was coming to me. He was rescuing me. And I also uh, write scripture. I, I write scripture that I know that God is speaking to me through that scripture. And I reread it and I memorize it because the one thing that I do know um, when I have those thoughts that are on replay, that scripture can help me with processing those thoughts. So I, I love writing scripture. And I say that even though our stories may not be the same, I know that grief is a language that we most of us can understand. So seeking God and trying to find um, ways to see how he's working in your life. Cause he does have a plan for all of us. He does. That's right. He does. And it's a good plan. Yes. It's a absolutely. Good plan. So yes. this is, this is so good. And, and I'm so grateful that you joined me today. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, your I, website, tell <laughs> us your website. It's lifesproductions.com lifesproductions.com and I'm going to have it in the description of this podcast so if anybody wants to find it they don't have a pen and they can't write it down right now it's (laughs) in the description of this podcast and uh, your book my god in my grief yes and I know you have other books as well so so go to the website check out those books my god in my grief is available at amazon get a copy and, uh, and, and it'll help you process your grief. So Aisha, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you feel like you've been set back and you're never going to catch up, let me assure you that not only can you catch up, you can emerge from tough times better than before. How? Because you have character traits inside of you that are exactly what you need to survive and thrive. I wrote a whole book about it. I feel so strongly about it. It's called Successful Survivors, the eight character traits of survivors and how you can attain them. I interviewed one of the most joyful women I've ever met in my life who was a prisoner of war during World War II. I interviewed a man who was abandoned at the age of four, who had every dime he had stolen from him, who mustered up the courage to scrape together $500 to buy his first business. That business was Domino's Pizza and that man was Tom Monahan. 
There are so many amazing stories in this book. They will encourage you and they will help you find the character traits you need to survive and thrive. I hope you'll get a copy. They're available free shipping on my website and proceeds benefit Successful Survivors Foundation. Go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G and get your copy today. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Empowering Resilience. This is your host, Rhonda Shortino. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Share this with your friends. And I look forward to seeing you back here. And I want to hear from you. You can contact me through my website, Rhonda at Rhonda.org. I want to hear your questions and your comments. And if you'd like to call into the show and talk directly to me, I would love that. So reach out. And I'm looking forward to helping you mine the lessons out of what you've been through and converting those things with your potential into your successful reality. Mm -hmm.